Welcome to Midnight Whispers, everybody. That is El Chupacabra, and my name is John. Okay, whatever. El Chupacabra had a Baja blast earlier, and she's a little rowdy. Listen, it's truly life-changing. The It's the Baja Blast Freeze, freeze specifically. It's truly life-changing, and if, if it doesn't make you act differently, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Oh, if it doesn't, it it's a, there's something wrong. Yeah, it 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 changes you, truly. Anyway, how's your week, Ben? Who knows? El Chupacabra. I really can't place. It. <laughs> I hate you. I think it's been fine from what I from what others have told me. Oh, I see. My week's been fine uh-huh. from what others have told me. Okay, my week's been great. I've had a total of two Baja Blast freezes this week, so I mean, you can't get any better than I think that. That's too too many based N- on no. how your the current <laughs> the current like because here's the thing. Usually, I have to turn your levels up, and uh-huh. you're so loud today. Listen, so I don't know if I'll have to. I do be loving the Baja Blast freezes. Ooh, that's my favorite um, fast food slogan. It's really good that you did that. You tied it into Taco Bell. Why um, did you not give me like, any coffee? So there's the four options, and it's like 6, 8, 10, and 12. I gave you the 10 because I thought it would fill up more, and it didn't. Great. How's it taste? Fine. It tastes like Trader Joe's. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Alert. It's like you knew that I got Trader Joe's coffee. It's Joe. Trader Joe's Joe. An exceptionally smooth cup of coffee, medium roast. So you were drinking Joe. We're drinking Joe himself. Okay. So, Michael, who am I? That's a great question. Um, can't really give you an answer. I didn't ask, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Whoa. What's your story this week, Michael? You know, who's to say? Personally, (laughs) I would describe it as spooky happenings on the behind the scenes of a a movie or some of them. So on the set of a movie? Yeah, on the movies and the behind on the in the behind the scenes of of, on the movies. I have a film degree. So let's jump in to this so there's a lot of instances of spooky things happening on various film sets a lot of which it always seems to happen on horror movie sets mm-hmm. which i think is interesting i love this topic by the way this is like they're one of so my favorite it's, it's really interesting because like it because a lot of time like so my favorite one is the twilight zone the movie and that has a lot of moving parts in it which all come together in a very wild way. Um, so let's jump in. I have a couple of lists of various, you know, spookies that have happened. Okay. And we're going to, I'm just going to keep hopping through and see which ones are interesting. And we're going to talk about them. Sounds awesome. Great. So uh, let's, let's start off with uh, 2012's The Possession. Do you are you familiar with this film at all? I am not. Okay, so it was a 2012 horror movie that was um, it, it was centered around like Judaism rabbis and then 
something else. It was it was uh, Judaism rabbis and then uh, uh, some cursed box uh, that attaches itself to a, a child. I think. Okay. That's what it says. Are you familiar with uh, Walking Dead? Uh, I know what it is. I never really watched it. Though. You've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. And so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I love him, great. He who he's been on a lot of different paranormal movie sets he and has. TV sets, but uh, this I one know spooked him. Supernatural. Him. Yes, he is the dad. He is a dad for sure. He is dad on Supernatural. So what happened here was there were a lot of different light bulbs exploding, various props caught on fire. And a lot of chilly breezes went through the sets. I so, was about to say chilly freeze, and I was like, um, you know, it's actually it's it's really cool that you bring that up because I do have a surprise for you. <gasps> Coming through that door <laughs> any second now, one of our PAs will be bringing out the entire Baja Blast Freeze Collection exclusive from Taco Bell, and you're gonna get to try them all. Oh Fuck my, my story. Oh, my God. We're going to do that. You're like, you're better than Oprah now. I bet. No. <laughs> no. Oprah's done a lot for a lot of people. But you gave me the freezes. I gave a PA 10 bucks and said, get as many Baja Blast freezes as you this will cover. You can only get four. More than I thought, actually. Two, four, four larges is what you can get with that. You want to know how I know? Because you've <laughs> drank two Baja Blast freezes this week. Because Nino got four freezes today. And it was $10. And no, it was $12 and some change. Oh, man. That's a lot. That's that's rough. <laughs> well, anyway, so from the story that you've told me so far, it just sounds like they have really bad electrical problems. No. So, okay. So, like, it, it's it's – I know a little bit about how – you can get like set lights to end up exploding, and so the lenses are they're they're glass, they're cut glass, but they're like it's very very easy for like if you have a slight change in temperature for it to break, like even more so than like a normal glass, um, and like that's really easy to do. But a light so like lenses can crack, but light bulbs exploding is a little bit more uncommon yeah because that just has to do with like the electrical circuit in the light not being properly uh grounded which you're not really gonna see on a lot of equipment because it's constantly looked at Mm -hmm. so it's 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 that's pretty cool i think things catching fire is maybe more of a thing to talk about yeah just like spontaneously Um, catching on fire exactly spontaneously because after the investigation they they determined it was not arson or an electrical fault so So it literally just caught on fire yeah it was undetermined by the investigators so you mean they didn't say determined ghosty boy on the final report no, I don't think they did. I think for insurance purposes, they didn't say that. Oh, I see. I see. Insurance, you know insurance is tricky. Is. I do. Yeah, because, you know, the Allstate guy, he's not going to cover ghosts. No, no. It's too much. Yeah, it it really ups your premium if you cover ghosts. So uh, most people don't cover ghosts because it's just too much. So I understand. Oh, yeah. You know that because you had to. You worked in that 
the the ghost insurance sector. I did. It it honestly was like my specialty, and I'm I'm really sad I had to leave. I was really passionate about ghost insurance. Well, so you could ask for your because I, I remember they were very adamant that if you wanted your job back, you could just ask. Yeah, it, there's not a position in the ghost area anymore, and that's really all I cared about. Why would they shut down the division? It's your most profitable division. It, it's well, like I just said, it's so expensive. Most people don't do it anymore. I mean, but Dan Aykroyd. He goes all out. He he gets the most expensive ghost insurance plan. He does. Plan. He he really maxes out his uh his coverage on the ghost plan. Yeah, because somehow things are always breaking, and at a certain point, we just keep asking Dan, "Are you just breaking things?" He'll never answer. Just He'll say ghost. it's ghosts. Just yeah, yeah, ghost. yeah. Um, yeah, and her a lot of uh, and it's funny. So there was a specific there like the box was destroyed in the fire and then the cast and crew refused to let the producers replace the box because they feared it was cursed but replacing it with a new box would mean that the new box is not cursed um tell that to the cast and crew okay get me their number asap um i'll try my best okay uh This one's a funny one. So on the 2005 film The Exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, Dexter Star, you familiar? Have you seen it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter uh, reported that in her hotel room, the radio would mysteriously turn on and off. And every time the radio would come on, it was playing the Pearl Jam song Alive. And other cast members claimed the same for their radio and claim the same that their radio and or television would turn on randomly were they all staying in the same hotel um yeah yeah yeah. and it they too heard the hit pearl jam song and it bothered the cast and crew so much that they had the radios removed wow they really don't like pearl jam which is a shame because pearl jam's a band yeah, it is. And they've made music. They sure have. That's actually kind of what they're known for is actually making music. Yeah. I thought it was Wizard of Oz. No, no. It's just it's just the music part. Um, cool. But it sounds like, you know, that hotel just. Their radio. For some reason, they were playing FM radio. And it what year only was, was. It was in 2005. Yeah. That sounds like a 2005 thing to do. Play. M- music Yo. dude playing music so 2000 and late <laughs> we're so 3008 you feel huh <laughs> that's not the lyric 3000 and late or eight is yeah what you said? I did. i'm sorry the song's called 3005 and it's by childish gambino <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is so weird <laughs> um Next up, we've got The Conjuring. Oh, I know about this one. Yeah. So if if you don't know, we've talked about Ed and Lorraine Warren before. Our dear friends. Our dear, dear friends. We um, love the Ed Warrens. and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. And so, and their son, Jose. <laughs> I don't remember his son's I don't remember. I think I got his son's name wrong, so I'm not, I'm not one to say. No, I looked it up. You did? I well, I did read it oh, in okay. my thing. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. It's, it's not Jose. Jose it's sure. not Jose. On set, there are a lot of spookies that have happened. I'll list some of them. The ones that I can read. What up, I'm Jarrett, nineteen, and I 
Cannot read. That is not the vine. Oh. <laughs> it's and I never fucking learned how to read. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> just fucking just like I legitimately like cuz the funniest part is we've made that reference to each other before and you did it correctly earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is going down the tubes. <laughs> We're only going to be here for a few more weeks, so. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to disappear. Um, so while the family that the film was being made about, a bunch of wind started swirling around him <gasps> on set. No. Yep. And it's interesting because the crew nearby noticed that the trees opposite them were not moving. <gasps> the wind was just around the family. Say no more. What? I am so sorry. Please ignore me. Um, And then after that, uh, the hotel that the actors and crew were staying in caught fire and everyone had to get evacuated. No. Uh, James Wan, who's the film's director, great director, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, was working late in his office one evening when his dog started growling at something. When uh, James got up to investigate, he couldn't find anything that would make the dog angry. Ghosty boy. Uh Uh-huh. But the dog kept growling and seemed to focus on an unseen entity in the room. Big yike. Uh, And then uh, Vera Farmiga, who was Lorraine Warren, Mm -hmm. love her, refused to take the script home with her. Because she said it made her feel uneasy. She also couldn't read it at night because she became paralyzed by fear. Sounds like she's just lazy, honestly. She remembers opening her laptop once and seeing three slashes across the screen as if a creature dragged its paw across it. She just did not want to work. No, she did this for a paycheck and nothing more. Next up, which ties into Conjuring, because it's in the Conjuring universe, we have Annabelle. Mm-hmm. On the Annabelle set, the uh, the cast and crew went to go visit the real-life Annabelle doll, which if you want to learn more about Annabelle, go check out our other episode of the podcast. Titled Annabelle. Correct. <laughs> Thank you, El Chupacabra. And after they visited the real-life Annabelle doll, they started to notice claw marks over uh, all over the set that's no bueno for sure yeah not allowed i mean the, that's s- the unions don't allow claw marks they look the media looks down upon claw marks and it's and it 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 was they particular they found them in places that hadn't been touched in a while and then marks would appear as if something had been moving around Ooh. um but they didn't see anything happen on set that's see this stuff like i love the these stories like just reading about them yeah like it's super interesting because like number one it's a spooky scary skeleton movie and it's like <laughs> what's a skeleton movie I don't know. a skeletons movie a movie made specifically for a skeleton um I think skeleton movies can encompass lots of things. I don't want to, you know, limit 
their horizons. Okay. I, per- personally, it's the term skeleton movies that's maybe getting me. I think I think you need to look past the name and into what it could mean for you. Well, I do know that's their given Christian name, skeleton movies. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just think that these stories are, like, super interesting. And then at the same time, like, there's, there's, I think it was, oh, no, it's probably one that you'll talk about. I can't think of the name of the movie, but it's, like, one of the most famous ones. I think it was, like, Poltergeist or Exorcism or something oh, like Poltergeist. that. Oh, po- Poltergeist. Well, Exorcism, actually, both of those. Oh, well, okay, so one of them. I was talking to my parents about it, and my mom is, like, a really uh, scared person like me. Yeah. Um, But my dad was, like, no name off every instance i'll tell you why that's not a ghost and i was like dad you're ruining it we should have your dad on the podcast to tell us why it's not a ghost and you want to know what that episode would be called not a ghost not a ghost yeah absolutely we'd shorten it it'd be a game not a ghost not a ghost um but yeah but i i don't know i just i love the the idea so it's funny because like it's actually interesting you say that because my initial thought this morning was like, oh, maybe I should do an episode on ghosts. And then I was working on stuff. And then I was like, oh, shit, spooky things on movie sets. Yeah. It's literally probably one of my most favorite topics that I just completely forgot existed. So you beat me to it because I love this. Topic. Well, you beat me to the bridge opening one. So I think it's fair game. You I know? had to beat you to the bridge opening. It was yeah. on my list. You know, bridge openings, as we all know, is the scariest things. It is. Ever. You know, it's actually really funny. I was talking about that episode today with Alex. We literally talked. I showed her like the Instagram post and I was like, yeah. dude, you got to listen to it. Oh, is that the end of the story? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to get rid of that. Okay. <laughs> it added nothing of substance. That's fine. You have to realize that, right? Yeah. Because it started, it sounded like it was going somewhere. Yeah. And did it? No. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Just like the iCarly reboot. What? It sounds like it was going somewhere, but I don't think so. But it is rebooting, no? It it is, but I don't think it's gonna like be anything of substance. Oh no, but that's okay. Sometimes it stuff. Doesn't Sometimes need to you need substance. to just give a Michael Jackson impersonator a paycheck. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you saying no? Why are you saying no? No. Why? It's so mean. It's fine. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Golly, garnish. Oh, jeez. Oh, anyway, tell me the next one. Yeah, let me do that. Twilight Zone the movie. This one I know a lot about. This one is actually uh, really sad. And it's actually... It, it, it's... Really terrible. So, well, I'm going to just give some background on Twilight Zone, the movie. So, in 1983, um, a bunch of directors came together to make an anthology film for Twilight Zone where they, I'm pretty sure two of the different stories in the movie were remakes of of some of the famous episodes, and then the other two were... um, new Twilight Zone stories. And during the filming of this movie, there is a incredibly tragic accident. So, uh, let's start off with one of the actors, Vic Morrow, 
who is the father of Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, was he was killed on set during this movie. Oh, no. And it's really freaky considering he took out a $5 million life policy on himself a year before he filmed this movie. Oh. Uh, And he was telling his friends and family members that he had a feeling something was going to happen to him on an upcoming movie, prompting him to get the- I would simply not be on an upcoming movie. Get a new job. Not allowed. And it is. This is America, right? That was still America, right? Yes, it okay, was. fine. Allowed. Allowed. All right. Um, and sure enough, while filming a scene, a helicopter crashed and decapitated him. No. Yes. And. A helicopter. Uh-huh. Crashed. Yes. Just decapitated him. No, 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 no. It also killed two child actors. <gasps> no! Yeah. I'm not kidding. This actually happened. It is... Who the fuck was driving that helicopter? The devil? He doesn't have his pilot's license. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, that's why he did that. He crashed. Because he doesn't have it. <laughs> Um, following the accident, there was a lengthy investigation and even a court case. It was later revealed that the two child actors were hired illegally by the producers. It was also revealed in court that the movie's concept artist mistakenly drew a bunch of uh, drew a burnt out helicopter in the middle of a river in his sketches. Basically, he foreshadowed this happening. This one's the creepiest hold on, one hold on. by far. I want to take that step by step. <clears throat> so okay. first off, the first thing you said was that the children were hired illegally. Yeah. What does that mean? So it was it. So 1989, child actor like laws were very very because even back then it was very very specific. Um, there were certain things that didn't then later get fleshed out because they are working. Basically, what happened was the producers ended up paying them under the table so that they would not have to deal with the actors union, uh, which meant that you can't have child actors on set for like a certain amount of past time. a certain amount of hours. They had to be during the day. You had to have parents there and stuff like that, which is all good, necessary things. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like they just didn't want to deal with the restrictions because... I mean, you know, yeah, it's which is fucked so, up. Because, so they were hired illegally. Yes. And then they died on set by a helicopter crash that was foreseen by the movie's concept artist. Yeah. And also apparently one of the actors because of his. Life insurance. Policy. Oh yeah, that's fucking insane. No, yeah, that. I would like insane. to hear my dad explain that one away. Actually, I mean, yeah, that one's crazy, and like, it's it's, and the really the worst part about it is like because if they were hired through the union like they were supposed to be, they wouldn't have been there. Um, 
it it wouldn't have even been that well they probably would not have been there because it would have been stunt work which they're not allowed to be within a certain amount near Mm -hmm. unless it's like specifically allowed by whichever people need to okay okay that Mm -hmm. Uh, but also because they're hired illegally there's no coverage of them going through this accident so that's what led to like the court case and stuff No, those poor babies yeah it it is really it is a hundred percent really really tragic that's insane i've never heard of that which is insane yeah no that's the one that's the one that i that that one is the one i'm the most familiar with is it a, a good movie um i mean not really well because everyone died so i assume they didn't get to finish filming okay three people did and they did finish filming (laughs) oh um but it's like it's not with anything that you try and do regarding twilight zone after the fact except for jordan peele's show because jordan peele's show is pretty good um but pretty much everything that's been done with twilight zone past the original show has not been great um the interest so talking more about this movie there is a huge amount of on and off camera talent that was involved in this film Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go through a couple of them because it's kind of crazy it's like it's 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 wild um so the there were four directors and they each directed their own segment. So it was Joe Dante, John Landis, who is a very, very, very accomplished director. uh, George Miller, who did Mad Max and Steven Spielberg. Oh, and then in the cast and crew, there are notable names like, Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. Albert Brooks, Vic Morrow, who we uh, have discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, also, John Lithgow. I don't know yeah, you, you definitely know who John. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, you know John. Everyone knows John. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of famous people involved in this movie. And then there is this horrific accident. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's really it's really unfortunate. It, it it so it's one of those things where it's like it, I obviously wish it didn't happen at all, but it did end up leading to more advancements and protections for various cast and crew and like on set safety stuff which well, I mean, is always that's good, good that at least they like improved afterwards yeah because it's always it's, sad it's, to see like when stuff happens and they don't yeah. improve it but it shouldn't have happened at all oh no because i from you know the more you go into it the more you see like it could have probably been avoided yeah it's so crazy to me that the concept artist like drew that's it. the part that's really getting him i feel like the actor probably would have that's more of a like Wow, You're, yeah. you take out that expensive of a life insurance policy a, a year, year before. before. Yeah, so let's go on to the next one. Uh, the Amneville Horror. 
Okay. Both the original 1979 film and the 2005 remake had creepy things happen on set. Really? Yeah. So um, the first Amityville horror film starred James Brolin and uh, Margot Kidder, which it's and it's based on a true story. Um, Brolin was not psyched about doing this movie, and he only accepted it after something strange happened. So he was reading the script one morning and he was getting to a spooky section and then a pair of his pants suddenly fell off the hanger. No. And it caused him to jump out of his chair. And then he signed to do the movie. What? Yeah. I Okay. Two things with that. Number one, pants fall off of hangers sometimes. Number two, if you're spooked by something, why are you going to sign on? Because I think, I mean... You know what you do on roller coasters? You leave too much space in between. It's the same sort of reasoning. <laughs> I suppose it is. Yeah, I am worried for you. You really should stop doing that. Nah. Okay. Uh, and then in 2005, uh, it was remade with Ryan Reynolds playing James Brolin's part. It was? Yes. And just before filming was about to start, a dead body washed up on shore right next to the film set. No. Yeah. And then throughout filming the movie, Ryan, along with other members of the cast and crew, kept waking up at 3.15 a.m. each morning. And it also happens to be the actual time when the murders took place in real life. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, but also there is, I'm sure there is a psychological reason if they knew that beforehand. I'm sure there is a psychological reason. You know Ryan Reynolds doesn't do any research before he takes a role. He just takes it and waits for the paycheck. I didn't know that there was a newer Amityville Horror. I didn't know. It didn't do well. It didn't? And I also don't think it's good. That's crazy. I might want to watch that, actually. Okay. All right, maybe we should take a break here, Mike. No, you just really don't want to listen to my stories, I guess? Maybe. Fine. Good thing I'm not the one doing the ad read. Ah, Anchor. How refreshing. Let's get back into it. What is it, a Sprite? Maybe. (sighs) Let's get back into the story, I guess. Um, so as you mentioned before, we've got Poltergeist and The Exorcist up next. So I want to say something about the Poltergeist. Please do. So my mom, the reason why I hate spooky things like I do is because of my mom. Um, what? I just read what happened. Yeah. Just give it a second. I I think I know what you're looking at, but so the reason I hate spooky things is because of my mom. She's a very scared person. She believes that you can like invite demons and spirits into your house or whatever if you like read or watch stuff. So I grew up hearing my mom be like, hey, don't watch that spooky thing or else you're going to have demons in your bed. So I've been hearing that my whole life. And her so she has two big things that she cites for her reasoning. And it is the poltergeist and Stephen King novels. But yeah, she she's just so scared of like the poltergeist and Stephen King. So Okay. Good thing she still likes Steven Spielberg though. <laughs> Next up we've got Poltergeist nineteen eighty two. And so the this is actually really upsetting. Yeah, it is. So both Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol, and Dominique Dunn, who played her older or who played her older sister 
died while working on the Poltergeist film franchise. So mm-hmm. not on the film, and it wasn't on set, but it was, but it was during the uh, making of yeah. the Poltergeist movies. So O'Rourke died on the operating table when she was twelve while finishing work on Poltergeist three, and then Dunn was murdered by an ex-boyfriend a day after the first Poltergeist movie premiered. Yep. And it is so incredibly tragic Mm -hmm. because it's and and then the which is it's crazy that it happened. And then the uh, producer Will Sampson on the set of Poltergeist 2 had the set exercised before filming because he felt that the set was evil. He himself later died during an operation shortly after Poltergeist 2 was completed. Holy shit. So yeah. I have a question. Okay. When it, as a movie person, you'll be able to answer this, I'm sure. Yeah. The set. That's this, probably the same like set as a bunch of other movies, no? Well, so sound stages, they reuse sound stages a lot. I think in terms of Poltergeist... It would be the same set if they took a house off of the back lot and then they reused that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could have just built a set on the soundstage or reused the set from the last movie, which is probably what they did. They yeah. probably just took it out of storage, um, which is just it's just false walls right. and all of that. So it could you could it, it I don't think it's the soundstage. It's more of the. F- the fake walls? The physical fake walls. Okay. Which I think is probably what it is. Yeah. But it's like, that's it's crazy. That it's, is actually insane. Especially because two out of the three deaths were during an operation. Dude, it is Cause crazy. I don't know anything about The Exorcist, but for some reason I feel like there is maybe an operation scene in The Exorcist. Okay, well we were talking about Poltergeist. Poltergeist, I mean. That's what I meant to say. Okay, maybe. maybe Who knows? Be. You yeah. can't find out. No, you really can't these yeah. days. It's so hard to find information. <laughs> I really thought you were going to go like, it's so hard to watch that movie nowadays. <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to go with just so general. I think <laughs> it's funny, but I just, I I didn't expect it. Well, I mean, it is really hard to find information. Because there's so much. It's so hard to get to. Yeah, it's like how do you even go to a website? Like, what even is this thing? It's like I stop right at www. Oh, I don't even. I can't even start there. Where do you? St- I don't. You don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you just don't. I don't. Okay. Next up, we've got The Exorcist, 1973's The Exorcist. Now, this is maybe the most famous horror movie of all time. Yep. And it is a defining film of the 1970s, which is. Absolutely true. Mm-hmm. As, as scared as people got, as someone, as someone who lived through the seventies, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's also said to have a curse associated along with the movie. Yes. So on set, a lot of creepy things took place. Um, it included. Character actor Jack McGow- uh, McGowan, 
who plays Burke Dennings in the movie, dying unexpectedly just a few days after he wrapped his part in the movie. A special effects worker and security guard died while the movie was in production. And the entire set burnt down for no apparent reason. That's the part that's like super weird to me. Is that like the entire set just fucking burnt Burnt down? down. Yeah, it just burnt down. And then eventually the director had a priest come to set to perform a real-life exorcism. But the religious ceremony didn't really do much to stop the curse and appeared to even affect people who watched the completed movie. Several audience members had heart attacks when the film hit theaters. Now, I don't know necessarily if it's enough to say that the curse was the reason why they got heart attacks. You really could argue that it was just so scary. I would really like to look the ages of the people who had heart attacks. Because if it's people over the age... No way to do so. If it's over the age of 40, yeah, they just got scared. If it's people under the age of 40, it's a curse. Or they have pre-existing conditions. No, that's not an option. Yes, it is. No, it is not. As someone with a pre-existing condition, I say that's not it. So next up, we have uh, The Omen, which is another horror staple. And it is another popular and influential film from the 1970s. Okay. The movie is about a young boy named Damien who is the Antichrist, but it almost wasn't completed because of a curse that happened during the movie. And so many bad things happen on the set that it there there's it's actually very well known. And it is dubbed the Omen Curse. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, various tragedies include the son of lead actor Gregory Peck committing suicide as the movie started filming. A crew member was seriously hurt during a car accident while driving to the set. The scriptwriter's airplane was struck by lightning en route to a film's location. And if that wasn't enough... An airplane that Gregory Peck was in and the movie's executive producer was in was also struck by lightning in a separate incident. That's fucking insane. But those are still, it's not the worst thing that has happened on uh, to the cast and crew of The Omen. So the crew decided to use a private airplane to get from one film location to another. However, just after the plane took off with a number of the crew on board, something went wrong and it crashed into a road, hitting a car, and then crashed at high speed into another vehicle. Everyone involved in the accident, 11 people total, were killed. What the fuck? Yeah. What is up with this omen and planes? Who's to say? But that is that's probably the most tragic that and also awful. most well known occurrence of spooky happening. That is set. absolutely insane. Yeah. And then also Gregory Peck refused to do any publicity for the movie once it got released. I do not blame him. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. That's yeah. That's dramatic. No, yeah, it is horrifying. That's literally awful. Yeah, it's 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 really, 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 really crazy. 
Yeah, like actually. Oh my god. Like just the fact that like not only were people getting struck by lightning, not only, you know, all of that awful stuff at the beginning. They it couldn't just stop. It had to do a plane crash. What the fuck is that? Yeah, no, that is like it it is completely terrible. Let's let's just I just let's just put this out there now. Let's say it. All of what we're covering you know, jokes aside, it is incredibly tragic. Yeah, it literally... And like, it's not something that we're, you know, obviously taking lightly. Yeah. Because it is incredibly, incredibly terrible. Yeah, just, like, inherently terrible. And, yeah. No, it's not, that sounded good. What were you about to say? I don't know. I got lost in my daughter's eyes. Better closed. <laughs> um, yeah, but it we just, you know, have to put that out there. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff is incredibly, incredibly terrible. And yeah. it sucks. And it sucks that any of this has happened. It's 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 kind of like you know Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Well, it, it's is- also crazy that producers, even with everything happening, still felt that it was financially and just for the safety of everyone involved viable to then also make Omen sequels. Wait, no. Yeah. There the are Omen sequels. There are multiple bad things that happen too. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that there are multiple Omen sequels. Let me look it up. Don't ever just Google Omen. Well, because then you'll just get the HP laptops and you don't want to look. You're not looking those up. Um, so there are four Omen films. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it is crazy that they made. Actually, there are five. What? Because they remade the original in 2006. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a pretty good cast. Who's in it? Uh, Julia Stiles, Leave Schreiber. You definitely he's Ray Donovan. And what? Ray Donovan. Okay, it's a show. Mia Farrow. How do you not know Mia? All right. If I saw them, I would probably know. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm trying to see if anything happened. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> More stuff happened? <laughs> Not really. So in Croatia, um love Croatia. The Minister of Tourism confessed to the media that in order to chase the film crew away, he staged a fire for one what? of the for one of the proposed film sets that were going to be filmed in the country. So he didn't want them there, so he staged a fire to get them out? Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't really work. Mm-hmm. Well. It did? It did. But then later, the Croatian police announced that they were investigating, and then he denied the whole thing, saying he was just joking around. No. You don't joke around with fire. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Says so no you. More, so no more bad things happen with the omen? Um, not that I could see. Because okay. I'm not going to dive into all the movies. Well, it's so not necessary. I know you're only covering, like, 
ghostly things. Well, I have another one. <laughs> so you're you know Mel Gibson, right? Yeah. You remember you everyone everyone's seen his famous film Passion of the Christ. I have. Yeah. Wait, you've seen Passion of the Christ? I have. Enjoyed it? Don't really remember it. Don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've saw it. Okay, yeah. Tell me tell right, me so about Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Yeah, so Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ with uh which El Chupacabra famously loves. Oh, um, I please don't say that. <laughs> so th- there was a crew member who inexplicably got struck by lightning on two separate occasions. And then the actor who played Jesus was also struck by lightning while filming a scene on the cross. God was like, shut it down. Yeah, he caught when Mel Gibson was directing and he was like. I don't think so. Yeah, God is like, mm-mm, try again. Here's a good one from Apocalypse Now. Everyone got sick on set from filming Apocalypse Now. Got like what kind of sick? Um, so it the the making of this movie is incredibly incredibly interesting and it was also incredibly incredibly tough on the cast and crew. Um, they made there's an amazing documentary about it called Hearts of Darkness, which is probably like a lot of a lot of people say, like, skip watching Apocalypse Now, just watch Hearts of Darkness and you'll never want to make a movie ever because um, it was literally that bad. So the filming was extended multiple times for months and a majority of the cast found themselves not feeling well because they had to deal with everything from extreme cold and uh, to damp conditions, wounds that were forced to be washed with vodka because of the remoteness of the location. They no. couldn't get proper medical assistance. A crew member. The Philippines. Oh, my God. They couldn't have done that somewhere else. Ask Francis Ford Coppola about it. Will do. Give me his number. Will do. Thank you. Um, I'll give you his fax number. Oh, appreciate it. He always responds um, to that. Everyone always responds to faxes. Helpful tip for everyone out there. People respond to faxes. They do. Um, also, a crew member died in an accident due to the filming conditions. And it was something that led uh, Francis Ford Coppola to then have to battle through really dark thoughts throughout no. filming. And then Michael Sheen, who was the lead in the film, suffered a major heart attack followed by an epileptic seizure on set. What? Which he had to suffer through alone because of the bare bones medical assistance. Oh, my God. I hope they got compensated severely. Oh, my God. Well, that movie won awards it did oh my god well apocalypse now is a lot of people argue one of the best war films of all time i've never Um, even heard of it oh it is it is extremely extremely well known what year was it um looks like it might be the 2040s did you say the 2040s (laughs) the 20s through the 40s no what is it? Like seventies? No. <laughs> You're just saying no? No. <laughs> it's the seventies. No. Most of the people that were on the movie 
are alive. It was 1979. Apocalypse Now was 1979. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall. Marlon. Lawrence Fishburne. Marlon Brando? Yeah. Hmm. Ever heard of him? Yeah. And so this was Lawrence Fishburne's first role. Really? Interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting fact. He lied about his age to be able to no. be in the movie. Wait, so he was underage? Yeah. He was like 16. Oh. And he lied and he said he was 18 to be in the movie. I'm pretty sure. That's insane. I know. So Marlon Brando must have been like really old in the movie He was then. pretty old. Yeah. Because Marlon Brando is really big in like the. Well, he's the godfather. He is? And he was losing it on The Godfather. Side. Marlon Brando was The Godfather? Father? Yes. You're lying. No. The you amount know, that you, do you don't wanna, know. Hold on. Do you want to know the only thing I know Marlon Brando from? What? A Streetcar Named Desire. What are you, 80? The only thing? Yes. No, because even 80-year-olds have and seen The Godfather. And I have seen that twice. A Streetcar Named Desire. Watching A Streetcar Named Desire more than once is a feat. It's it is. Um, I actually know a lot about Marlon Brando. Uh, oh, I thought you were about to say streetcar named Desire. I, do and I was like, know, I also know a lot about a streetcar named Desire. Please do not enlighten me. I know a lot about that as well, okay. and about Tennessee Williams. <laughs> oh my god! I took an amazing English class, and she loved Tennessee Williams. Here's a fun one. Okay. Um. In the uh, film Behind the Candelabra, which is about Liberace, uh-huh. um, and Matt Damon and Michael Douglas starred on this film. Mm-hmm. And throughout the film, they, well, they came out of it believing that the entire production was haunted and believed to have, they're implying the spirit of like Liberace most likely moving around them on set because they the could spirit, smell a man's cologne. The spirit of Liberace. And then also uh, the cast felt like the phantom sensation of someone like touching their clothes or something. And then the... You know uh, how Liberace loved touching clothes? I don't think that's what he's known for. You think he's known for piano? No. Okay. Uh, but then also the lighting flickered uncontrollably. Oh, he also loved raves. Raves? Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's <laughs> something you probably could say about Liberace. <laughs> he loves raves. Uh, so the film The Innkeepers, the cast had shared nightmares. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's a smaller film. But the uh, director and the cast felt themselves getting nervous throughout, you know, throughout they were shooting um and the director like he was not gonna you know cry wolf on the ghosts but the cast was like nah we're just gonna you know they were less skeptical about it so lights and tv would just you know they would turn on and off at random doors would slam shut and blow open without anyone near them and then the cast and crew that was staying at a haunted hotel found themselves having vivid uh and scary nightmares that the whole group ended up having ghosts just lightly fucking around is probably one of the best things i mean considering some of the other things we've talked around 
talked about tonight. Just them lightly fucking around with like doors and shit. Top notch work. Spook them a little bit and move on. You know? Tip for all you ghosts out there. Do Just that. Just fuck around a little bit, you know? Don't go. Don't. Don't be a Winston. Do enough, but don't go too far. You know? I guess. No one's going to get that reference. No one watches New Girl. Everyone watches New Girl. How wrong you are. Everyone. No. Guaranteed that's a no. Everyone watches New Girl. Is there any other things that you know about that? So, there's a Supernatural episode. Okay. Um, That covers a haunted... It's either a movie or... I think it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. A haunted movie set. Um, That was really good. It is kind of an incorporation of all of those things. Yeah. Um, You know, like lights falling on people, like just barely missing them, and spooky wind. Oh, classic. Yeah. You know, spooky wind and all sorts wind. of... Wind. <laughs> spooky wind. Spooky wind. Um... But that was a really great episode. So, love that. Sounds great. Yeah. It's good. We all basically just watched it. It was such a vivid explanation. I'm so glad I could teleport everyone there. Okay. Um, Hold on. There was actually a spoof. What was that movie spoofing in that episode? Hold on. What was the episode spoofing? Yeah. That's what you meant? Because you said, what was the movie spoofing in that episode? Well, the, I guess the movie in the the movie in the episode was spoofing a, spoofing a movie. Sure, uh, that makes sense to someone out there. It's <laughs> definitely not me. So, speaking of haunted movies and TV shows, my uh, the one I remember most is the episode of Wizards of Waverly Place, where old Alex Russo gets herself into trouble, puts herself in a horror movie. And then Justin has to save the day because Justin read a book or something. You know, we all know that episode of uh, haunt of uh, Wizards of Haunting of Hill House. We all know that episode. Mm-hmm. Wizards of a Waverly Place. It's great. Was that worth it to pick up the microphone? Uh-huh. Good to know. Um, so, it is... Supernatural season two, episode 18, Hollywood Babylon. Oh, so that's probably covering Return to Babylon. Um, There's very specific instances of spooky things happening there. The fictional set of Hell Hazers 2, The Reckoning. Um, what was the smile? I just think that's funny. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? It's that's kind of like poking fun at. Is the Hellraiser film series. It's might be that. Okay. But I don't think anything spooky happened on that set. It could just be making fun of it though. Yeah, that makes sense. Because in the in the episode of Supernatural, it starts out as um there was a, apparently a death on the set of the movie and when they get there they find out that it was just a publicity stunt. Uh to get more like Do you say publicity stunt? Publicity. Publicity. <laughs> Paul Blart. Publicity. <laughs> um, so, Hell Hazers is a fictional horror movie trilogy about a group of teenagers confronting ghosts and demons, which they have summoned from hell. Great. Um, 
El Chupacabra. They never okay. forgive. They never forget. And this summer, they're coming back to settle the score. So, Hellhazers, Hellhazers 2, The Reckoning, and Hellhazers 3, It Lives Again. Just in case anybody out there is wondering about the fictional movies and Supernatural. Yeah, big Supernatural fans out there. I mean, people listening to this podcast probably are. I'm a huge Supernatural fan. I have not seen the latest season, though, because I don't want it to end. I've, are you like that with with TV shows? You're like, I'm not going to watch that last season because then it, it's not technically gone or done. No, I watch it, but then I'll just, if I need to watch if I need, if I feel a missing absence from the show, I'll just watch it again. That's not no. that tough. I mean, you know, because then it's like, I'm not finished yet. Like, you haven't watched it. So it's like, it's not done yet because I'm not finished. So have you not watched the last season of New Girl? No, I have. I That is one of the ones I will keep watching over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. But Supernatural, no, because it's not good enough to watch over again. So then just finish it. No, because I don't want it to be done. Well, I also know what how it ends, so I don't want to. There's just, probably more things that happen. No, just the one thing in the whole last season. I don't think that's true. It is. Sam and Dean need your viewership. Is that Was that right? Mm-hmm. Hmm, never seen the show, know their names. It's probably not a good thing. Nope. Do you recommend the show? I recommend the show for sure. <laughs> Take a little roller coaster ride there with the microphone. I do highly recommend uh, Supernatural, the second and third season. Really bad. <laughs> Get through it. Oh, uh, okay. I ones. thought you were only recommending the second and third season. I'm like, there's 16 of them. No, no, no. So the second and third season are so bad. You just have to get through them. The rest of them are great. So then why would you talk about an episode from the second season? Because apparently that one was good and I, it stuck in my memory. <laughs> All right. If you want a better show, watch Grimm instead. It's a lot shorter and a lot better. But the main character's not as hot as Sam or Dean. You might need to check your facts on that. I have checked them, double checked them, got the fact checker. Fa- the f- the facts checker. The facts checkers, and uh, it's all, it's all conclusive. Uh, and I think this is where I go get another freeze, and we call it a night. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, don't go on. This is a great episode. Don't go on set of any spooky movies. Don't make a movie. Watch out for those aliens. I have a film degree. And see you next week. Oh, thank you, Anchor. Thanks, Aethro Media. Follow us on Instagram at Midnight Whispers Podcast. Catch you on the flippity flop. Thank you, Spider Man.